Hi, I'm Black here at the conclusion of Record Store Day 2011. It is the middle of the night. Suns just got done playing at Bottom Lounge for a big Record Store Day event, and we are here on their tour bus, which is no ordinary tour bus. We are here on a school bus. And before we get to anything with Record Store Days or Suns as a band or new music or anything, how did you guys come across a school bus? The school bus comes from our friend. Her dad owns a diesel yard. He's a diesel mechanic, and he's been doing it for quite some time. And when you do that for long enough, you acquire certain things. Apparently, school buses are a hot item in that industry. He got this one, actually, and he was like, you know what? Someone needs to get in there and go wild. Really, that's not what happened, but he just <laughs> he just had it, and it was really cheap, and he wanted us to have it and like was down with us being idiots in it and he was like yeah i'll take care of it like whatever you guys want you know so he really solid dude we got hooked up and now we have a bus which came after our trailer burned i guess and that's the whole reason why we got it because our trailer set on fire so <laughs> no that's um, no joke we we did have a trailer like bands have trailers on the back of their van and it's set on fire one day and it was awful awful not attached to the van not with any gear inside of it we watched it burn down to the ground, and that's the one promo pic that most people see is us sitting inside of that big, just metal, burned down. Yeah, I've posted building. that on Chicago vs. United a ton of times when I read about you guys. So that's, for the record, you know, that's a burned down trailer that we watched burn. Mike, you had something to say? B&W Trucking, Southside <laughs> Chicago. That's who gave us this bus. They're badasses. <laughs> Take a diesel stuff there. It is the conclusion of Record Store Day. You guys just performed a show here at Bottom Lounge along with a lot of really quality acts, Light Pollution, uh, Secret Colors, some other local talent. A lot of people were out buying records today. Were you guys out for any of the festivities? Were you hitting any of the stores, picking up any releases this year? I went to the Reckless on Milwaukee and bought a Constellation Records sampler and a Dumese Think record. That's about it. Yeah, hey, I missed out on getting, there was a Green Day 7-inch that came out today and I called Reckless at noon and they're like, yeah, we sold out of that like right away and they made me feel stupid. And I didn't get it, so now to eBay. eBay is after Record Store Day, Record Store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Growing up in Chicago or wherever anyone in the bus is from, like, what stores were you guys going to? How did you buy your records, buy your CDs? Like, what kind of method or rituals did you guys have with that? I would go to Record Breakers in, I think, Algonquin or Hoffman, wherever it was. But I would go there religiously. We would go there, like, every day. Me and Brian Bennis. We would drive up there. Every day. And they knew him. Any records that he wanted, he would pre-order, and they would, ha they would have them, like, ready for him or whatever. He was, like, connected there. So, like, we would go up there and just fucking shuffle through all the, <laughs> all the used CDs. That's where I met Mike Bakta, my old band Wax on Radio manager. He was always hanging out there. That's where I met him. Met Johnny Minardi from Fuel by Ram in there. Brendan Joyce from Reggie's now. Like, he always worked there. It was, like, so badass. That place was awesome. I'm sure also Chris yeah. went there a lot. Probably all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Record Breakers, definitely. That was before I even knew how to drive in, like, middle school. I would just walk down there, ride my bike with my friends, yeah, just about every day. Remember Tower? Tower Records? <laughs> like, the cool corporate record store that got swallowed up by the man. I got a story about that. We used to go into the... There was, like, the porno section of books. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we would go in there and just fucking sit there for hours and just look at vaginas and like be like this is so awesome we're not getting busted at all right now and just like go through book after book after book some would be really weird weird shit but it was still so badass we were like man we're gonna get so busted like looking through all this shit 
And that's yeah. what's missing in the digital age is that you can't yeah. go to a record store and look at vaginas. Well, the, right. and and also the thing is, is like you know, I love Black Flag, but I loved Black Flag growing up, and when I got to the record store to finally buy a Black Flag CD, all the Pettibone like artwork, it's so thematic through all the Black Flag records, and I would just like shuffle through them and get to see all the record covers and be like dude, this one looks badass. I know that this one's the one that I know songs off of, but this one looks so sick. You know, Slip It In looks awesome, but, like, you know, I want to get everything went black. And, like, that's the biggest thing is you don't get to see those covers and shuffle through the whole catalog, you know. Now, I was just agreeing just kind of seeing those covers. I worked at a tower for a, a while, and the one in Chamberg is a supervisor over there. And I was in the closing crew, just kind of the last days of Tower when they had that liquidation. You know, they would start at 40% off and it would go up and up and up. And so all of us that were working there knew that it was going to get to 95% off. So we just took the coolest looking records and we put them in the back, you know. So that's how I found <laughs> out about some of my favorite bands, some of my favorite records. Just from record stores, you know, going out of business. You know, I have actually, not to take up your interview but i have a tower going out of business story which this just kills me to this day i lived down the street at the time from the tower records like the big kind of empire records-esque tower records over on clark street in lincoln park okay and that was the tower records where like the pumpkins and all these great chicago bands and even national bands had done these huge you know in stores and signings and performances throughout their career Hanging over the register at that tower was the Rolling Stone cover of the four original Smashing Pumpkins when they were on the cover for Siamese Dream, kind of like a blown-up poster of that cover. And it was signed by all four pumpkins. And I knew Tower was going out of business, and I knew that it was like everything must go, but I didn't really realize the extent of that. So one day I go in there, and I'm buying CDs on the cheap, and I'm like, hey, where's that Pumpkins poster that always hangs up there? And they're like, oh, we sold it. I'm like, fuck you. Are you kidding me? Seriously, that was for sale? They're like, yeah, dude, everything must go. I was like, I didn't realize that meant, like, yeah. everything. And I'm like, well, how much did it go for? They're like, oh, like 40 bucks. I was like, oh, I would have bought that. <laughs> for 40 bucks? Are you kidding me? You so, know, I have an interesting story about that Pumpkins blow up. Uh, my sister was actually the one who went to the printer and printed that out. She was an <laughs> artist there for years and years and years. And we have that really big printout in my parents' garage. That is crazy, man. That's we should awesome. exchange. It's, it's probably fucked up, you know, from all the weather being in a suburban garage. But, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, now, Sons is a band. You guys have released two EPs in the last year, both of which are available for free download online. So you are very much embracing the current model of giving music away for free, digitally, no email, no money changing hands. And I think that from my perspective, it looks like it's worked well for you guys. So, you know, Mike, you were talking about in the old days of record stores, that introduced you to a lot of people. But at the same time, has this digital method that you're embracing now, has that opened doors and has that introduced you guys to people as well from people who have found sons by downloading your EPs? I don't really know. What I do know is that the biggest part of the digital age that has helped us is the blogs. That's where we've really shined. People saying, check this band out, check this band out, check this band out. You know, that has been the biggest push for us. But as far as our music being free, I don't think it really matters at this point for us to say it's free or for people to get it somewhere else. Because for us, we're part of the machine that we download music, you know. I download music. I don't have the money to go spend on a record. If I really love the record, I'll go buy the vinyl, you know, for 20, 20 bucks, 25 bucks. 
But most of the time, I just download it so that I can listen to it. It's the fastest way to get it. I know that I love music, and I'm pretty sure that everybody who downloads music loves music, you know? So it's like, what do you do? You just put it out for free and figure it out later. I think that's how we think about it, you know? Old people uh, will come and see you then afterwards. Just like, you know, when we download stuff, even if we download it for free, you go and see the band if you really love it. Something that I have a problem with as far as, like, the digital downloading and all that stuff goes is that I feel like people tend to not, like, love a band as much because there's just so much music that they can get online where it's just, like, it's hard for them to dedicate time to one particular band that they like. It's, like, hard to actually, like, want to go see this band because there's so many, like, albums that they're getting. It's just, like, they're constantly, like, finding new music and kind of just putting more and more music on their iPod and stuff as opposed to, like, getting an album and just listening to it, like, nonstop, like, beginning to, you know, and, like, falling in love with this band and being like, I gotta go see these guys and having this, like, connection with the band as opposed to, like, you download the album and four other albums at the same time and, like, as opposed to, like, dedicating, like, a trip to the store and finding something and getting to, like, a CD player or whatever and putting it in and, like, having the whole experience where it builds it up a little better, you know, as opposed to just downloading it, listening to it and then, like, putting another album on it you just downloaded and a lot of stuff is lost there. Understandable, you know, and I think it goes both ways. You reach potentially a lot more people, but yeah, the amount of time that they spend with your record might significantly decrease, so it is kind of a catch-22. Now, what have you guys got coming up? We're coming up on summer, you know, you've been looking after that for the rest of 2011. What kind of plans does Suns have? I feel like there was a, at least one new song in that set. Was I mistaken? or There's a couple songs that we haven't recorded that are kind of just floating around, and then there's this whole other batch of songs that I have that we're going to start writing probably after this next tour. We go on tour in May for like the whole month. And we're going out east and south and some of Midwest. And then after that, we're going to come home and work on this record. And then indefinitely in a finite term, which sounds contradictory, we're going to just work on it until we're starting to get to either taking too long or getting down to it where it's like, okay, we're like getting to where we want to go with it. Because... With the EPs, both of them were kind of, they weren't rushed, but they were, everything was very precise. It was like, we got to do this in this amount of time, this in this amount of time. So with this, we want to just really sprawl out and get creative because it's going to be our first full length. From someone who has watched your band from the outside, you know, not traveling in this school bus with you, it seems like there's been a good trajectory. It seems like people are finding out about you guys. I'm a big fan of the EPs. I dig what you guys are doing. So I think you're on the right path, and really I hope that, it just gets bigger and better from here. So, really, best of luck with all of that. Awesome. Thank, you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Yeah.